At 30, in my early 30s, I was already having a lot of hormone dysfunction. There's some of us that are just way more prone to it than others. Um, with our environment as well and the toxic load that we have, we're seeing it, the hormone dysfunction coming at an earlier and earlier age. When it came to eating and dieting, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I interviewed over a thousand women and I said, what did you do? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What did you eat? How'd you do it? If you want to learn how to lose weight for life through intermittent fasting, burn fat, and break the bondage of food, then this podcast is for you. I'm Chantel Ray, author of Waste Away, The Chantel Ray Way, and each week I have different guests answering your questions. Remember, the thoughts and opinions in this podcast do not constitute medical advice. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast. And I'm super excited to talk with today's guest. She's a certified transformational nutrition coach and weight loss expert and the host of the Other Side of Weight Loss podcast and blog. Please welcome Karen Martell. Hi, Chantel. Thanks for having me on your show. Well, Karen, let's start by discussing your own wellness journey and how it led you to become a nutritional coach. Yeah. I mean, like everybody, I've definitely got my own journey. I think this is how we all end up here, right? Yes. But, <laughs> and I would say that mine probably, you know, I always had grew up with uh, not the best eating behavior. I had, you know, I was suffered with bulimia throughout high school and, you know, I didn't take very good care of my body, you know, through my twenties and stuff, but it really hit me hard when I had my first child back in my early thirties. And after having her it, over the couple of years after having her, I suddenly started to develop a lot of health problems and I was getting, you know, chronic migraines. I was gaining weight. I was, um, having severe, severe insomnia, skin rashes, bloating, like you name it, I had it. And I did what every other woman does. And I, you know, went online to search for the next best diet. I went and got some dieting books. I went and did Adkins. I did the zone. I did some cleanses. I did raw food. I did juicing, you name it. I did it. And I was working out harder than I was, I had ever worked out before in my life. And I only continued gaining weight. And I really was doing everything right that I was, you know, apparently supposed to be doing. I didn't have food addictions. I didn't overeat. I ate really well. I didn't drink. I didn't smoke. I didn't do drugs. And yet the weight just kept coming on. And I was, I, I got so fed up with it. It was the heaviest I'd ever been. And I was just like, what is going on? There's something else that's happening in my body. And I decided that I would get my hormones checked. And after getting my hormones checked, I saw that there was a lot of, um, and I'm in my early thirties. So I didn't think that that was going to be a problem, but I thought, okay, I have to do something. And it came back that I had a lot of hormone dysfunction going on. And I basically, I had to look at that. I also realized that I had a lot of emotional stuff from my past that I had to deal with. And I kind of went on this couple year journey. I would probably say I'm still on the journey of really trying to figure out what was impacting my weight that wasn't food, that wasn't exercise. And I discovered a lot of things along the way. And so I came into this going, I got to, I have to help other women that are going through what I went through, where it's, they have what's called weight loss resistance, that not the typical, you know, lowering calories, exercising more doesn't work. Mm, that's awesome. Well, thank you for being so transparent and talking about your own journey. I, when I was in college, 
um, I was bulimic as well. So for about three years um, while I was in school, I was I was bulimic as well. And so thank goodness I don't have to deal with that anymore. But I think that part of that had some negative causes on my body from all that throwing up for three years. Then on top of that, when I was pregnant with my son, um, I threw up every single, I was the sickest pregnant woman ever to be known to man. And I threw up every single day while I was pregnant, minimum of six times a day. I was throwing up when I was giving, like the, when I was pushing, I was like, what? push, push, you know, literally it was awful. And so I think some of children actually, no, after that, I was like, I'm done. Actually, I made my husband get a vasectomy because I told him, I said, if you ever want to put your thing in my thing, mm -mm, you better get a vasectomy. Tie that up. Through that again. I threw up with both pregnancies too, up until the eighth, seven or eighth month. So not as bad as you, but very close where I was violently ill through both pregnancies. So tell us about your on-track program. What does it involve and what is the mission of the program? So I, I've, I first jumped into coaching, like just one-on-one coaching for many years in my practice. And I realized that A, women really needed accountability. They needed to have ongoing support because the journey just never ends, right? When it comes to food and our health and working on our hormones. And so I wanted to develop a program for my clients actually to graduate into where they could pay a monthly membership fee. They could continue with the meal planning. They could continue getting my support, but not that one-on-one. It would be group coaching. And it really took off from there. And then I was like, I obviously have to start sharing this, you know, publicly with everybody else. And so a couple of years ago, I started to do that. And over the years, it's actually morphed into something completely different than what it started from. And now the focus of the program is really just helping women step by step, helping them to balance their hormones and to lose weight. I mean, the balancing the hormones will help you to lose weight, but the focus of the program is also what you can do that will help you to lose the weight. So that's psychology, spirituality, detoxing, fasting. Um, our meal plan, our, we, we have a weekly meal plan that goes out that is kind of, uh, it's, it's what I've compiled over the many years of being in this industry of my own version of the way I feel like is optimal for our hormone health and to lose weight. So it's got weekly fasting in it. It's got um, cycling of carbs. So we've got some really low carb days. And then we go into a higher carb paleo based days and we vary the calories. We vary the carbs, um, in order to help women to continue to lose weight and not hit that weight loss plateau. So when you looked at your, let's talk about you for a second. So when you looked at your hormones and you got your blood work done, what did you see? Like, what were the triggers that you were like, my, my hormones are out of whack? Um, my big one was the cortisol. My cortisol and my DHEA, both which are your um, adrenal hormones, were really, really low. And so that showed me at the time that I was far more stressed than I thought that I was. And so that was a big aha moment because I didn't think I was a stressed out person. And looking back and knowing what I know now, I think that there was a combination of things happening. I was hypothyroid, which I didn't know at the time. Um, I also had... Um, very high levels of lead in my body, which is a heavy metal, which both of these things can actually downregulate cortisol. So 
you know, I had to look at my lifestyle um, and, and really manage my stress because my body at that time couldn't take the load of what was happening. I didn't know that then. So, but I did change my lifestyle. And so that was a huge thing for me as I started doing yoga. I, you know, started asking for help. I started taking time out for me and it really did. My cortisol levels came up a little bit. My DHEA never did, but my cortisol did. And I started to feel better. I had estrogen dominance. Um, so I had too much estrogen in comparison to progesterone. So I had to switch that out. Out, which so what were what did you do to help with that estrogen dominance? Did you take uh, progesterone cream? I did take progesterone cream, and then I was taking supplements to support the adrenal system and to help me detox the estrogen out of the body. Are you still taking progesterone cream now? Um, I just started back on it because I just recently had my hormones checked again. Um, I've been on and off of it since I was in my early 30s. So recently I just went back on it because my progesterone and my estrogen are both um, low right now. Mm, I know. Gotcha. Mm. <laughs> now. Is there any foods for you that you just kind of eliminate where you say, you know, for me, I don't feel great on these foods. These are things that I just don't have in my diet. So for me, it's mostly grains, beans. Um, I follow pretty strictly a paleo-based diet. I go in and out of ketosis depending on what time of year it is. But mainly for the last 12 years, I've mainly been doing paleo because definitely 100% that's what works for me. And when back when I was having the weight loss resistance problems and trying all those different diets, I actually came across the paleo diet and it really made me feel so much better. I didn't lose a pound, but I felt so much better. My blood sugar stabilized, the bloating went down, you know, it just, my body composition changed. And since then I've, I've tried to veer away at times and it just, those food, those, those other foods just do not work for my body. Mm, gotcha. And so walk us through a day in the life of Karen. Like what did you eat yesterday? What did you eat? When did you eat it? Did you work out? What's, what's kind of a day in the life of you look like? Uh, well, this week it's been a little bit crazy and not my usual routine because my, my son's starting kindergarten this week. So things have changed. But um, I yesterday I actually wasn't too bad because I did come to town yesterday and I worked out. I did the, um, uh, do you know Jade Teta? Jade Tita? Jay Tita. So I, I love his workouts. And so they're really quick, fast. He has programs that are built for, you know, helping you to rev up fat burning, your fat burning abilities for 24 to 48 hours after you work out. So I've always, I've always, his is, are, are always my go-to workout. So I did a quick 20 minute workout in a fasted state. And then I actually fasted till one. I've been fasting all week, actually longer than I normally would because, um, I'm doing a heavy metal chelation right now and fasting can really help to get rid of the heavy metals and makes me feel better um, when I'm off round. So I've been fasting quite a bit this week. So fasted till one and then I had leftover pork chop with um, that had uh, Mark Sisson's Primal Kitchen barbecue sauce on it, which was delicious and some new baby potatoes and a homemade coleslaw with uh, beets in it. And that was my lunch. And then I came home, I had some cashews and some kombucha that I just made. And it sounds really healthy. I'm not always this perfect, you guys. <laughs> Don't be fooled. Um, and then dinner time, uh, what did we have for dinner last night? Oh, we had leftover, I had made a chicken korma. And I love Indian food. So I made a homemade chicken korma and had cauliflower rice with it. So 
So I had the um, someone on our podcast named Michelle Norris, and she is the founder and owner of Paleo FX, which obviously they're huge paleo people. And it was funny. So I said to her something, I asked her, you know, give us a day in the life. And I said, so, you know, are you 100% paleo? And I thought she gave me such a good response because she said, I'm going to be honest. I don't think there's anyone that's 100% paleo. She's like, even if they tell you they are, they're really not. She's, and I can't remember the percentage that she told me she was, but you know, we have certain people who, and and I just think eating paleo is just eating clean in general. Um, But would you say that 80, you know, you, are you 80% paleo, 90%, 95%? What, what would you say if you had to give a percentage? And how often would you say, hey, this is when I splurge on something? And how often would that be? I would say a lot of the time I'm actually close to 90% paleo. Uh, the things that I would splurge on that sometimes, like if I, if I go out for breakfast or something, I might have gluten-free toast with my breakfast. So that would kind of be a big you know, splurge. It doesn't seem to bother me too much either gluten-free toast, um, depending on what the brand is. Uh, I, also, I also am a total diehard for ice cream especially in the summer. I don't ever eat it in the winter. I have no cravings for it whatsoever, but come summertime, I'm at least once a week, I'm going for ice cream. (laughs) Yeah. So that's kind of, that's about it for me. I don't eat, some people feel like paleo, you can eat full fat dairy. Um, I will occasionally eat some cheese or um, I I will put some whipping cream in my coffee. I eat butter. I I make my own yogurt. So I do have, I can make it from A2 milk and I, um, it, you know, I ferment it for 24 hours. So the lactose is gone. So I do eat a little bit of dairy, but not a lot. Awesome. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far, but as you know, I've interviewed over a thousand women and every time I've watched a thin eater eat, I realize that maintaining a healthy weight is a skill that can be taught and mastered over time. That's why I created a video course that will teach you all the tips that I learned to help me lose over 30 pounds. It's way more powerful to watch the thin eaters than even to listen or to read it. Go to ChantalRayWay.com video for a free glimpse. If you're wanting to take yourself to the next level, everyone needs a coach. Every professional player has a coach. We want to come alongside you and help you in your journey. Go to ChantalRayWay.com slash coaching. I just had someone listen to the audiobook three times and she just emailed me and she said, by her listening to the audiobook three times, that's what did it. That's what allowed her to really lose the weight. We have an amazing offer for you. It's the second edition of my book, which has tons more information. It has the audiobook, the ebook. It normally runs for $29.99. You can get it today for $4.99. Go to ChantelRayway.com slash deal to get it. Now back to the show. Yeah. Okay, so let's jump right into the listener questions. This one is from Beth from Chicago. I'm a 35-year-old mother of two. It's always been pretty easy for me to lose weight when I put on a few pounds just by working out a little more and eating less. But in the last year, I've gained five pounds. I tried working out and eating less, but I can't lose the weight. What's going on? Is it my age or my hormones? I really want to fit into my jeans before the fall. Please help. So it's, you know, 
like I said, with my own story at 30, in my early 30s, I was already having a lot of hormone dysfunction. There's some of us that are just way more prone to it than others. Um, with our environment as well and the toxic load that we have, we're seeing it hormone dysfunction coming at an earlier and earlier age. So 35 is actually when you start to really see it. 35 to 38 is now the kind of the age where women start to have some hormone dysfunction going on. So if, because she's 35 and this has suddenly happened, then I would hundred percent say that it's likely your hormones because things are changing. Now, other things can come into play. It might not be your sex hormones. It might be that you've, you know, now have become insulin resistant. And so what you were doing before isn't working. And actually things like cardio could be making it worse. And, you know, eating less can be making things worse as well. If you've got cortisol dysfunction, let's say you've got low cortisol because you've been stressed out for too long. If you go low calorie and lower calorie and you start to work out more, especially with cardio, you can actually make it worse and actually put weight on because that's hard on the adrenal system. So getting that hormone testing done at this point would be great because you are starting to feel the effects of hormone dysfunction. So before things get worse, because no amount of dieting or exercise will likely help. It may help a little bit, but it'll help you so you won't maybe lose, um, gain more. But at this point, you really want to jump in and go and get them tested and start working on it now because that will be the answer to losing weight and keeping it off. Awesome. All right. This next one's from Lindsay in Orlando. I'm pretty healthy and have no food sensitivities that I know of, but I have depression and anxiety. I've been on medicine for them for years. My sister told me that cutting out gluten might help with the anxiety and depression. Is this true? And should I try it? Yes, absolutely. It's true. I have worked with um, hundreds of women that have anxiety and depression and many of them, not all of them, but many of them after switching to a low inflammatory diet. So that is the removal of gluten. It is the removal of grains and beans. They do come back to say that they cannot believe how much different they feel as far as their anxiety and depression goes. I've had women that have been able to get off medication by just changing their diet and had no idea that they were sensitive or anything like that. It's really about the inflammation and about your gut microbiome because it's direct can have a direct impact on your brain. So mm -hmm. it's about reducing inflammation. And so you want to be going low inflammatory and watching the foods that you eat. And many, many people definitely feel better. Carnivore, which is becoming um, a bit of, you know, a bit of the next popular diet right now. But one of the things that people say time and time again about going carnivore, which is complete removal of all carbohydrates um, and you're eating a meat only diet is that they've, they, it's curing their anxiety and depression, which I think is fascinating. It has something to do with the poisons in the plants that can be affecting some people's brain chemistry. It's a very interesting, but for her, I would, you know, look into it. I don't always suggest carnivore to everybody. It's a pretty, no. pretty absolutely am a totally like that is just that doesn't even make sense to me. I am a completely like that is ridiculous. But but um, some people are really helped by it. Like I can't do it myself, and I don't I don't need to do it, so I won't. But I've interviewed some people for my podcast about it, and I've listened to a lot of podcasts about the carnivore diet, mm -hmm. and I I see that it really can help certain people that it can right. be used therapeutically 
Right. All right. This next one's from Sarah in Milwaukee. I'm generally a thin woman. I work out and want to look toned and fit, but not bulky. Should I be doing more cardio or more lifting? More lifting for sure. It's very hard for women to look bulky, period. So you're not you know, when you see these women that are all jacked up, I'll tell you right now, they're likely on some form of a steroid. Very few women can look like that without taking steroids. Trust me, I know I work out, I've, I've done very heavy lifting in my time and I've never looked bulky and it'll make you look shapely and it increases your metabolism. It's great for your bone health. Cardio, on the other hand, can be really hard on the adrenal system if you're not careful with that. And so as far as like shape goes and health goes, I definitely think that um, weightlifting outweighs the cardio. All right. This next one's from Andy in Tulsa. I have two cups of coffee every morning for energy, but about 2 PM I'm exhausted and hit a big slump. What are the best foods to eat to keep me energized all day? So if you, in the first half of your day, try to minimize the amount of carbohydrates you're eating and keep the carbohydrates for dinner time. That's a really great hack to use because if you start your morning out with, let's say a fruit smoothie or something that has a made, you know, oatmeal, something like that, that has a higher carb count to it, you're starting your morning out with a blood sugar spike and coffee will also spike your blood sugar because it raises cortisol. So cutting your coffee down to one cup um, and then having some protein, some fats, and maybe a little tiny bit of carbs in that first meal of your day will help you to sustain energy throughout the day. Not have, you're not, you won't be riding that blood sugar roller coaster come two o'clock when you crash. So keep your blood sugar stable and you're going to find that that 2 p.m. gets a lot better. Awesome. And I wanted you to talk a little bit about getting to the root of hypothyroidism to lose weight and talk a little bit about your own personal journey through hypothyroidism and what medication you're taking and what you've kind of found that's really helped you. Yeah, I think with hypothyroidism, I've in my own journey, I've realized that it is so important to get to the root of the problem because so many of us just think that, oh, well, we're going to take this pill, the Synthroid, the Levothyroxine, and everything's going to be great. We're going to lose all this weight. And it very rarely happens like that. I'm sure you know this. <laughs> and, and so when I finally got diagnosed with hypothyroidism, I, what, I did have that, those hopes that, hey, maybe mine's just a genetic thing. And I remember my naturopath was like, it's probably just your, it's probably just familial and it's through your genes. And I was like, yeah, you know, my granny's got it. So yeah, okay, just give me the medication. Let's try this out. And I went on natural desiccated thyroid and th this was all of last year. And I- How much were you on? I went up to about 120. Um, my labs looked amazing. I felt amazing. I was losing weight effortlessly for the first time in my life. Could actually eat more. My food sensitivities were down. All these things started going away. I was like, oh, hallelujah, I found the answer. And come October of last year, I suddenly started to feel not so good. And I couldn't get off my couch and I was depressed and I, and I couldn't figure out what it was. And I was like, what is going on? Why do I feel like this? Have I overdone it? Am I working too much? And I went and got my labs checked to think maybe it's my thyroid. And my labs were like my T3, my T4 were like upper third of the range, which is where they should be if you're, you know, optimized on your hormones. 
And my reverse T3 came back. It always comes back like two weeks later because we have nowhere to test it here in Canada. So I sent away my reverse T3 and that came back and it came back that it went from 16, I think it was or 15 to 19. Now the range is over 22 here, I think it is, that then it gets flagged. So it hadn't been flagged, point being, it had not been flagged, but it had gone up. And it was enough that it was creating hypothyroidism again and severely hypothyroid. I mean, I gained 10 pounds in a month. I was depressed. Like, like I said, everything just suddenly went haywire in my body. And I had to then go on a journey of, okay, then what is causing this? Like, why is my reverse T3 going high? Why am I not converting T4 to T3? Because that was my original problem was my, and then why I was misdiagnosed was my TSH and my T4 were always in great range. And that's all the doctors were testing. So everybody, no one thought that I had a thyroid problem because of those numbers. When I finally got my T3 checked, my T3 was undervalued. So I, I knew then that I was hypothyroid, but the conversion problem was my issue. And so I had to go on this uh, very intense journey of what are the causes of re high reverse T3 and, and this conversion problem. And that's when I did my heavy metal testing and I found out that I had like off the chart levels of lead in my body and mercury and thallium. And so I had a lot of heavy metal. So I'm in the process now of chelating them and you know, just getting to the root of that thyroid problem for any of your listeners is super key. And it, and it can sound overwhelming because it's like, oh my gosh, there's so much that it could be, but really there's some top things that you need to look at. And that's your heavy metals, mold toxicity, gut, gut infections is another one. Um, and you can look at your genetics too, to see if there is a conversion problem. Mm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Can you tell listeners where they can find more information about you and your podcast? Yes, you bet. So karenmartel.com. Um, you can head over there. I have a free hormone quiz that I think your, your people are putting in the show notes. And you can find me on iTunes or any other podcast platform at the other side of weight loss. And you can also find it, our video channel on YouTube. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being Thanks, here Chantel. again. And if you have a question that you want answered, go to questions at ChantelRayway.com. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at ChantelRayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.